your ability to persuade others is one of the most powerful resources you will ever discover. During this eye-opening podcast, you'll join Wayne Sutton as you uncover the secrets of influence based upon science and proven in the real world. The way that you frame your conversation, your meeting, everything is so important. And today on Neuro Persuasion, we're going to jump into an experiment I'm sure you've heard before. Okay, uh, you hear the real experiment, you then you hear the uh, generalized experiment, then you hear the, the distorted people talk about it, they change it. So. Hey, listen, I'm going to bring it to the best of my knowledge, okay? But it's going to prove a point. And I'm also going to give you an imaginary scenario that's going to prove the same point, okay? So let's jump into the power of a pre-frame or the power of someone knowing who you are and expecting something instead of just seeing it. Let's jump in. So we're going to talk about the famous or infamous Joshua Bell, Subway violinist. Now, in 2007, violinist Joshua Bell, and Joshua Bell is a well-known child prodigy when it comes to the the music and to playing the violin, and we're going to get into all of that in just a moment. And uh, he's even been on Sesame Street, right? So he's a musical director of the Academy of St. Martin in the Fields, Uh, a soloist and former child prodigy and again people that know him that follow him they pay massive amounts of money to see him play but in 2007 he bit a baseball cap went to a metro station in Washington and began to hey play some music now what happened as he played as he played again a professional one of the world's best he recognized how many people stopped. Now, they actually counted 1,097 people that passed by. Only 27 gave any money to this quote-unquote poor violinist. And actually, out of 1,097, only 7 actually stopped. And listen, for any length of time, that means 1,090 people walked by one of the world's greatest violinists. How much money did he make? Hey, let's say late. Maybe he made a lot of money from those people, though, right? 27 people. He made $52.17. And this is really where it gets amazing. One person did recognize him and gave $20 of that $52.17. So, again, because he was not in Madison Square Garden, because he was not in this big venue, he was not respected. People had a preconceived notion, a pattern. Think about this. You see, uh, when I was in Asheville a few weeks ago, you saw people playing on the side of the street. They were playing, and one would say, hey, playing for food, playing for money, playing for marijuana. I mean, uh, this guy's honest, right? And so, but they're playing their music, and you have this pattern of, this person is not successful. And I'm just gonna tell you my, my pattern. And this could be prejudice, so just hang tight with me. But my pattern is this person is bold and brave for being out here, but probably not successful, probably not going to be successful. But do you know I could have walked by someone that was absolutely successful? Do you know how many I could have walked by that have, this is going to be their, their day one 
but day two is going to be a recording contract. But the point is, we had this pattern of this. It's someone that plays music in the subway, somebody that plays music outside of a, on the street corners, probably not there yet. Uh, so this is what happened with Joshua Bell. People had a pattern of, this is someone trying to make a few bucks. Let me throw a penny. Let me throw a quarter. Let me throw a few bucks. Or let me just walk on by. Now, it's a little different. That's 2007. In 2014, he returned. But this time, his appearance was announced, and it was a massive triumph with thousands of attendees. So, what's the difference? What's the difference? Because people knew who he was at that point. People were recognized. They recognized him, and they thought, hey, let's jump in here. Let's jump in here and really see what he's got. Do you reckon? And I want you to know this too. The the he made fifty two dollars, right? The violin that he played has an estimated value of three point five million dollars. Three point five million dollars, and people would walk by him because they simply did not know him. Now, the forty three minute experiment with hidden camera definitely worth checking out. Uh, in fact, I will post a link to this YouTube video. Um, I'll put a YouTube video and I'll post a link. I want you to better grab a hold of this. So where does this go? How does this relate to you and your business? How does this relate to you and what you're trying to do? Do people recognize, is there anything letting people know that you have value? Do you have any case studies, testimonials, a book, your website, your Facebook page that says, I have helped other people in your situation and I can help you? Is there any of that? Now, I want you to imagine, the, I want you to think back to the first concert you went to that you truly enjoyed. Maybe it was, the, maybe it was a, uh, I'm, I'm going to date myself, one of the first concerts that I went to, probably the first concert. I drove, I went to the concert, I took my girlfriend, and when it was over, I drove back home, and it was just amazing. It was a Motley Crue and Skid Row. I don't even care about Motley Crue anymore. Skid Row, they were still good. But Motley Crue and Skid Row was opening up for them. Now, I want you to imagine. So there's thousands of people in this arena outside of Charlotte, North, or in Charlotte, North Carolina. We're here to see Motley Crue. And I remember the concert. I mean, they had the drummer going over the crowd in this revolving contraption. Um, when Girls, Girls, Girls by Motley Crue played... Not only did they have a lot of girls on stage, you heard the motorcycles. But look, there were real motorcycles coming across the stage. It's like they went all out. But I want you to imagine if there's thousands of people. You see somebody walk out. They're in flip-flops, a baseball cap. There's no music. There's no laser light show. There's nothing. They just walk out and they go... Testing one, two, three. Testing one, two, three. Hey guys, um, we'll be out in a few minutes to play. Appreciate you. Would the excitement really be there? Or was it much better when Skid Row left the stage and said, Introducing the greatest of all time and the laser lights and the fire and the pirates. I mean, it was just amazing and the noise and everybody cheering and boom, there they are coming out playing girls, 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 or whatever it was, the motorcycles. See, they primed the whole event. They got the emotion up. They got the energy up. 
So when you saw them, that energy, hear me, that energy and that excitement was unconsciously anchored to the person coming out on stage. This is called. This is what happens in every one of the scenarios. They anchor up the energy. Now, a number, maybe just a few years ago, I went to a meeting. Somebody, I will not mention their name, but I think they're a great speaker. I think they're a great person. But we walked into the room, and there was nobody there. I'm like, hey, is this really the right room? So we walked out. I was you know, 20, 30 minutes early. Oh, yeah, that's the name of the company. Let's walk back in. And There's some chairs, but I don't see anybody. Somebody else came in, but that wasn't the main speaker. There was no music. There was no, uh, there was nothing. And then suddenly we saw the main speaker come in. Hey guys, how are you doing? We'll be starting in just a minute. And it was great because I knew the knowledge that this person brought, but there was not the excitement, the energy. In fact, if I have to say, the confusion, the boredom, the quietness elicited a different emotion that now was attached to this speaker. It would have been much better to have some, hey, lively music playing. Somebody standing at the door, welcome, and hey, you've made a great decision to come in and, and, and set some set some anchors, for those who understand anchoring, and set some positive emotions, and then introduce the speaker with the energies at the top so you come in excited to receive. How can you use this in your business? How can you set yourself apart? So when people are or meeting you for a sales presentation, when people are meeting you for a coaching experience, whatever it is that you're bringing to the marketplace that there's excitement there's energy and there's and they're ready to work with you how do you make that happen i want you to think about that because it's not just one answer it's gonna be a number of things and every experience can build upon the next first of all get in touch with me jump over yourpersuasioncoach.com at the top it'll have a little button that says work with me let's hop on a phone call that's it we'll hop on a phone or a zoom call Let's just connect. Let's learn about your business. Let's see if there's something we can help you with. If so, great. If not, that's okay too. We'll have a great phone call, right? Yourpersuasioncoach.com. This is Wayne Sutton. I want you to go out there, influence yourself, influence others, impact the world, and get wealthy doing it. God bless. Go to yourpersuasioncoach.com for more powerful resources on how to influence yourself, influence others, and impact the world.